This is Alive with Joseph. We are looking at this morning faith for restoration. And I will not be speaking faith in the way you know it. So please pay very close attention to every word that I will be speaking. Faith for restoration. Let's begin from the book of Mark chapter 11 verse 23 to 24. Jesus speaking said, I tell you the truth. You can say to this mountain, may you be lifted up and thrown into the sea and it will happen. But you must really believe it. It will, you must really believe it will happen and have no doubt in your heart. And I tell you, you can pray for anything. And if you believe that you have received it, it will be yours. The King James Version, put the King James for me. It says, believe that you receive them and you shall have. This one says, it will be yours. King James says, you shall have. They all are saying the same thing. So listen carefully. When you look at the story, when you study the scripture, Jesus took time to emphasize on certain things which I am going to draw your attention to those emphases. Number one, Jesus took time to emphasize on saying. Number two, he emphasized on mountains which are an indication of challenges and obstacles. He emphasized on mountain. Number three, he emphasized on doubts. Number four, Jesus emphasized that your heart plays a major part in the equation of faith. Your heart plays a major part in the equation of faith. Number five, he spoke about believe. Number six, he spoke about receive. We will deal with all of these collectively. So Jesus summed it up by saying, the end result of faith is you will have what you say. You will not have what is available. You will have what you say. That is irrespective of what is available. If you do not say, you cannot have. No matter what is available. It is available, but until you say it before you are entitled to have. So our Lord Jesus is alerting you and I to the fact that happenings in this kingdom only comes by faith. He is alerting us the possibilities that are available in this kingdom only happens by faith. Here Jesus is also letting you and I know that mountains can be moved as long as you meet the conditions. And what is the condition? The condition is to say with your mouth and to believe in your heart. That is the condition. When you meet the condition for mountains to move, you are guaranteed to have mountains move, which is an indication of challenges and battles of life so if you say with your mouth believe in your heart mountains will move because if you say with your mouth and you doubt in your heart you are as good as the one who didn't say anything so if you say with your mouth and doubt in your heart you are as good as the one who did not say anything now in verse 24 Jesus began to introduce a concept 
he started introducing a concept which we often ignore, which we often do not pay attention to as believers. He began to introduce a concept. Verse 24, let's look at what he introduced. Therefore, I say unto you, what things soever you desire, there must be a desire. There must be a desire. If you have no desire, then you say, don't pray. Because what should fuel your prayer is desire. Desire to see a change. Desire to have a testimony. Desire to enjoy victory. If you have no desire, don't pray. That is to say, your prayer must be mission oriented. Your prayer has to be mission oriented. You're not just praying as a religious duty. You're praying because you have an end result in mind. So he began to introduce a concept to us that when you do not have desire, don't pray. Because you'll be wasting your time. When you, whatsoever you desire, then you come to the place of praying. Then when you believe you receive them, you shall have them. So Jesus introduced also to us when ye pray. What he's simply saying to us is prayer is also part of what produces the results of faith. That is to say, prayer is part of the equation of faith. Jesus here began to tell us that without prayer, faith cannot work. Most times believers only zoom in on the speaking part of faith and they never get into the prayer part of faith. And here Jesus draws our attention to the fact that there must be prayer for faith to work. That is when you pray because what will make your speaking power is prayer what will make your speaking solid in the realms of the spirit is prayer that is after you have prayed when you open your mouth to speak your words become a law in the realms of the spirit so if you do not pray when you speak it will just be feather weight in the realms of the spirit it will carry no power so he said when you pray so prayer is part of faith also in Mark 11, the same 24, Jesus, the part of the concept he introduced was he zoomed in on two powerful keys which are receiving and having. These two things, they are not the same. And the Bible lets us to know that you can only have what you have received. Can I hear you say receive? Can I say loud and clear, receive? Say have, say have, say have. Now, you cannot have what you have not received. That is to say, friends, you cannot have what you haven't received. Now, you don't have what is available. You do not have what is available. You only have what you have received. Hmm. Cannot explain why many believers do not have redemption realities. Because even though it is available, they have not received. And you cannot have what is available. You can only have what you have received. Give Jesus praise this morning. Let's give him praise this morning, please. So, 
everyone not everyone can have why why can everyone not have because of the clause attached to having what is the clause attached to having receiving that is the clause why receiving because to receive is a choice i cannot receive for you I'm trying to take it so slow because the foundation I'm laying for you. I cannot receive from for you. So the clause for having is receiving. Why? Receiving is a choice. Receiving is a choice. You can choose not to receive. And if you do not receive, no matter what is available, you cannot have because you have made the choice not to receive. Then faith comes by hearing Romans 10, 17, hearing the good news about Christ. Please take note of this. He said, faith comes by hearing. Not the word of God, by hearing the good news about Christ. The good news about Christ. So can that explain that not actually everything written in the Bible can give you faith? If faith comes by hearing the good news about Christos, the anointed one and his anointing that means friends there are things you can hear even though it's documented in the bible it will not give you faith example and judas hand himself can that give you faith it can't give you faith hmm? it can't give you faith so faith comes by hearing hearing the words of christ so faith comes please understand friends that for anything to come it must be alive for anything to come it must be alive for anything to come it must have the ability to move two things for anything to come it has to be alive for anything to come it must have the ability to move so faith comes faith can only come like a human being comes by by faith can come like a human being comes faith comes from hearing and that hearing is the good news about Christ so faith can come like a human being when you hear the good news about Christ the hearing is what is translated the hearing in that scripture in Romans 10 17 is translated understanding so faith comes when you understand the good news about Christ faith will come like a human being when you understand the good news about Christ Lack of understanding will not give birth to faith. So when you hear and understand the good news about Christ, it provokes faith on your inside. When you understand the good news about Christ, faith comes. Faith comes. So to say, faith cannot come until you call it to come via understanding the good news about Christ. So that means you are the one that must call faith. Heaven, come. 
You see, he came. He came. Now, faith has ears. Faith has ears. Remember, I establish for anything to come, it must be alive and have the ability to move. I can't say to this speaker, come, and it will come. Number one, is not alive. Number two, it doesn't have the ability to move. I can say to Brother Haven to come, why he is alive. Number two, he has the ability to move. So when the Bible says faith comes, the Bible simply says, your understanding on any subject will summon faith to come. And when faith comes, you receive. And when you receive, you will have. If you do not summon faith to come, by understanding, you cannot receive. And if you do not receive, you cannot have. Thanks, Brother Haven. Did you understand that? Let's give Jesus praise tonight. This morning, rather. So when you understand the good news about Christ, what you have done by that, your understanding is you have summoned faith. And when faith comes, you receive. And when you receive, you have in the physical what you have received in the spirit. So friends, these are the things you you will find in the formula of faith. Number one, understanding the good news about Christ. Number two, prayer. Number three, saying or speaking. Number four, believing. Number five, receiving. Number six, having. So for the believer to see results, to experience results, your mouth has a role it must play. Your heart has a role it must play. And you must sustain the spiritual wisdom to understand how to receive things in the spirit. So therefore, what is faith? Faith is a measure of your trust and conviction on God. It is absolute confidence in the integrity of the person and the character of the Christ. What is faith? Faith can also be said, it is you acting on the conviction you have based on the revelation of God to you. It can be said, it is you acting on the conviction you have based on the, based on the understanding of the good news about Christ. It can be said, it is you on the understanding you have, you act on that understand, you act on that conviction rather, the revelation you have, you act upon it based on your understanding of the good news about Christ. That is faith. 
Faith begins with believing, but it doesn't end there. And that is where many believers stop. Faith starts with believing. But friends, there must be a corresponding action, which is a representation of your conviction on who God is to you, based on your understanding of the good news about Christ. If I do not have a conviction that God is a healing God, no matter who lays hands on me for healing, I will not have healing. If I do not have a conviction that God is a prospering God, no matter the number of teachings I hear on God prospering people, I will not be prospered because even though it's available, that my understanding of the revelation of the good news about Christ is very vital to provoke faith that receives for me to have. Are you understanding me this morning? Let's give Jesus our highest praise this morning. So your faith, brother Paul, please give me your chair. So your faith is not complete if you only believe. Your belief translates to action. And that action shows your absolute conviction on the person, the integrity, and the character of God. For example... I believe this is a chair. I believe. Because I believe, I believe on the integrity of this chair to carry me. That I will not fall. And to show that I believe on the integrity and the character of this chair to carry me. And I will not fall. What do I do? I sit. I do not sit checking, hoping. I wish I'm okay. I do not sit like this. Uh, 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 I hope it's not falling. Uh, no. Actually, you demonstrated faith. The way you're sitting on that chair. <laughs> Some of you are even sitting like this. You have so much confidence that that chair carries you you have you have so much confidence in the character of this chair you have so much confidence in the integrity of this chair but do you know friends that the integrity of this chair actually can be questioned that the integrity of this chair can be questioned because something might have happened yesterday that somehow has caused this chair. But you have faith in it. Now, faith is that the same way. The truth is we display faith every day, but not towards God. We display faith towards everything else, but not towards God. The same way when you came to church this morning, you did not question the integrity of this chair. You sat on it when the service team member directed your where to sit. I didn't see any of you checking your chair. I never saw any of you. If you did that, raise your hands. 
Did you do that? Nobody did that. You sat on it, friends. In this season, that same recklessness you have in trusting the church, you must trust God that is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all you could ever ask or think of according to his power that is available. Give Jesus your highest praise. Thanks, Paul. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. So you must trust him. Come on, say, I trust you, Lord. Say, Lord, I I trust you, Lord. Say it again. Let everything in you hear your voice. I trust you, Lord. So you believe that God is, when you believe that God is good, when you believe in God, it's great. It is good. But real Bible faith does not stop in believing only. Only real Bible faith is the action you take when you believe as a proof of your conviction in the absoluteness of God. What was the action you took when you believe on that chair? You sat. So faith is the action you take. So we can safely say that faith is the action you take based on your conviction of who God is. Based on the revelation you have of his character and his person. I've often said that time doesn't change situations. So if you're going to change things around you, you must come to the understanding of Bible faith. And you must also engage accordingly. All things, according to the word of God, is now yours in Christ. But the dynamics of receiving and having is where many believers have missed it. They've missed it in the dynamics of receiving and having. The scriptures are full of the promises of God. They are full of the realities of redemption. The realities of redemption that should be part of your life as a believer. Sadly, most believers are not having those realities manifest in their daily living here on the earth. And even those who have had them manifest... It has not really manifested because of their faith. It has happened because of the law of the timetable of life. I repeat. Most believers have not had the realities of redemption manifest in their lives. And even those who have had certain level of reality manifest, it has happened because of the law of according to the timetable of life. There are believers who have enjoyed results, not because they actively engage their faith, some of those things that happened just happened because of the timetable of life. And in this season, friends, in this season of restoration, God wants you to position yourself so that you can produce intentional results. Not results you stumbled into by chance, but results you actively and intentionally engaged your faith and the result came. And the reason why God wants you to be intentional about your result is because there are others he is preparing you and ordaining you to go teach on how to get similar results. Imagine if a lecturer did not intentionally study a subject. 
How could they have been able to pass it on to the students? Imagine if a lecturer stumbled into their doctorate degree by, by accident. <laughs> and I come in as a student who is studying in the field that the lecturer is supposed to be an expert on. And I get to the class and I sit there hoping the lecturer to teach me I'm in year one. Um, he's supposed to teach me so I can learn and I pass, go to year two, second year, third year and all of those things. And I get there, the lecturer scratches their head and say, um, how did I even get here? I don't understand. Do you think you'll graduate school? You won't graduate. Because what will make you graduate is you being tutored. So follow me carefully. You can be intentional and by your intentionality, you can know when certain victories and results came into your life. You can know. You can know by being intentional, you can know when certain victories that you enjoy came into your life. And the reason why some believers get certain results today and they cannot repeat the results again is because the results they got was not intentional. The result happened according to the timetable of life. That is, friends, your life can become very intentional that you can arise and decide that your life can be a reflection of the favor of God. And it will happen because you are intentional in provoking the favor of God. You know what to do to provoke the favor of God. You know what to do to cause things to happen for you in the realms of the spirit that will translate to physical testimony. And the reason why many believers don't see certain results because they cannot repeat what they have seen. You know, when you look at an athlete, an athlete, let's use Usain Bolt for example. You can, the reason why Olympics after Olympics, um, World Athletic Games after World Athletic Games, he keeps repeating the same results, keep repeating the same results, is because Usain Bolt did not become the fastest man by chance. He didn't just stumble into it. Hey, did I win? Oh, I won. Oh. No. There was an intentionality. From his daily living, his training program, his exercises, what he eats, what he avoids, what he stays away from, what he shouldn't stay away from. The, even when his body fights him, he knows he has to resist the temptation to slow down. Because he knows slowing down will not be to his advantage. Even though when he feels like sleeping the whole night and the whole day and the whole other time, he does not. He continues. He trains his body. His, so, his legs are sore. His thighs are sore. He soaks himself in a cold, in, in, in an ice bath. He stays there and he does everything because he's intentional. So when he arrives on the day of the race, he wins the race. When another competition comes, he goes back to the same thing. He repeats the system again. Another competition comes, IAF competition comes, he goes back, repeats the same system again. But you know why believers cannot repeat miracles? 
Because they don't even know how they got the testimony. How did you enter into favor, Akiti Ibi? I don't know. I don't know if I prayed one hour or prayed two hours. I don't know if I gave offering or I didn't give offering. I don't know if I fasted or I didn't fast. I just don't know. I just saw myself. That is why when the thing finish, they can't get another one. Let's give Jesus praise, please. They cannot repeat. Those who were intentional with their business, can I tell you this? They're already working their business back, even though the pandemic did all the damage. They already, but those who started business by default, they're gone. They're gone, 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 gone. Never to return back again. Because they can't tell you how they started the business. Business was by chance. Somebody was somewhere, somewhere who said, you know, can you please bring your, submit your document. We're about to give this tender for 20,000. When I give you, you give me 2,000 dollars. Okay. You, they register a company the same day. <laughs> the house office doesn't even exist. The number of the office doesn't exist. It's in the suite by and by. Then they give them the deal. And because they don't even know a jack about the deal. They are just after the money. So now the thing is finished. They don't know how to do it again. But the one who was, who started business in t- I can guarantee you, they're already on their way walking back. Because they know what they did to start the business. And they know what to do to return it back. Haven't you seen bodybuilders? When they add weight. There's a young man here, Tabo. He's not in this service. I think he was in the first service. When he said to a pastor, you know, when during the lockdown, everywhere the gym was closed and everything. So he gained a couple of pounds and his stomach started looking like my own, you know. And but I met him, he said, No, don't I know what to do. Because the muscle was not muscle, miracle muscle. No, it was intentional muscle. He knows what to do. And I saw him last week. The muscles are back again. Why? They know what, they know the process. And that is what the scriptures is bringing us to. The kind of faith I'm teaching you is that kind of faith. So follow me carefully. That's what I said. It will be some things you don't, you've not been open up to. So we, we, God wants us to come to the place whereby we must understand the joy of achievement. The joy of achievement is not the thing you have achieved, but the knowledge you acquired on how to repeat the achievement again when you need to. That is the joy of achievement. To repeat it. So if you lack the ability to repeat an achievement, can I tell you this? What that simply means is that what you achieved was not intentional. Your achievement was as a result of the timetable of life. So you can repeat an achievement because you have simply gained knowledge by being intentional. Let me show you a mystery and we close and we pray. As I said, it's a series. We're building. Genesis 1. Let's, let's refer to scriptures. What I'm saying. And let's see how God... Spoke to us concerning it. Genesis 1. 
Remember, Genesis 1 and 2 are the perfect scriptures in the Bible. From chapter 3 down to Revelation 22 and to now, they are all contingent plan to bring mankind back to God's original plan. So let's return back to God's original plan for humanity. Genesis 1, verse 27, 28. I read, so God created man in his own image. In the image of God created he him. Male and female created he them. And God blessed them. And God said unto them, be fruitful. We all know this. Multiply and replenish the earth. Subdue it and have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the fowl of the air, and over every living thing that moveth upon the earth. So when God said to Adam, look at me everyone. Look at me everyone. When God said to Adam and Eve, be fruitful, multiply, replenish the earth. This was what he meant. When he said to them, be fruitful, he was simply saying, you being fruitful will happen as a result of your relationship with one another. Fruitfulness is as a relationship. Fruitfulness is as a relationship with one another. Now, when he said to them, replenish, what he was simply saying to them is, they must have knowledge and mastery over earth. You cannot replenish if you don't have knowledge and mastery. If you have knowledge and mastery, you are able to replenish. So when God was saying to them, replenish the earth, what he was simply saying is, I am giving you the garden of Eden as a prototype of what the earth must look like. That is, listen, the garden of Eden was not on the whole earth. It was just a portion of the earth. So God was simply saying to them, now you're going to learn how to walk this garden. That is why he placed man in the garden to work the garden. So as you're gaining knowledge in working the garden, you take the same knowledge, you go to another place, and with that knowledge, you reproduce the garden. You go to another place, with that knowledge, you reproduce the garden. You go to another place, with that knowledge, you reproduce the garden. So he said, replenish the earth. He didn't say make the earth fruitful. No. He didn't say multiply the earth for you and your wife. Be fruitful. Multiply. But when it comes to the earth, replenish it. Let's give Jesus praise, please. So what God is saying is the replenishing of the earth is the greatest potential for sustainability. You cannot sustain whatever you have not replenished. Or you cannot sustain whatever you do not have the ability to replenish. The word replenish means, let's look at the word replenish. It means refill. It means fill up. It means reload. It means recharge. It means top up. You know the way you top up your airtime. You top up your credit. It means top up. It means restore a supply. Or a stock. Replenish. Restore a supply. So when God says to you replenish. He simply say receive the spiritual wisdom. To gain knowledge. To know how to fill up things in your life. When they finish. When they finish. Receive the wisdom to gain knowledge, to refill. Gain knowledge to restore a supply that may finish in your life. Because that is how you create sustainability. That is 
why when the believer lacks the ability to replenish, they cannot sustain anything in their life. They cannot sustain their prayer life. They cannot sustain their word study life. They cannot sustain their Christian faith. They cannot sustain giving to God. They cannot sustain anything because sustainability is receiving wisdom to gain knowledge, to restore, to restock, to refill, to top up. We all know, you, you know ShopRite. Don't you know ShopRite? We know ShopRite. I know ShopRite. I, I buy there for sometimes. Now, you know ShopRite. When ShopRite rice finishes, the 2 kg rice, when you get to them, do they tell you, we don't know how it will come again? They don't, isn't it? They can tell you, hold on, we are restocking. That means they take their truck, they go quickly to their warehouse, they pack it, they load, and they come back to the shop and they restock. That is replenishing. That is, they have a system they have created that when it finishes in the shop, they can go back, follow the same process, collect it and return it back. So that is what God is saying. That for you to enjoy restoration, sustain the spiritual wisdom, to gain knowledge, to know how to restore things in your life when it finishes. That is to say, when your business goes down, you know all the spiritual mathematics that you were able to put together to return your business back to the top. That when you have a challenge in life, you know the things you were able to put together to, re- to, to, to get out of that challenge. So when the challenge comes again, you are not confused. You return back to the same process. You know why many believers can enjoy certain level of prosperity? Because today they tightened, tomorrow they prayed. So when the thing comes, I don't even know, was it tightened? Was it prayer? So when it finishes, they are looking up. The answer is not up. They, can't, they don't know if they sowed seed. That brought them there. Some didn't even know if there was anything called seed. Do you know how we knew that the church would not close during the pandemic? Is we knew how we got where we are. And part of God's supernatural supply for the church was our consistent seed sowing. Listen. Listen to this. Listen to this, friends. Please, listen to this. I'm speaking to you out of years of working with God and I'm sharing with you my life sometimes I have failed God teaches me, I return back, I move now listen to me when the church was buying this property when we needed to pay the first 4 million we had only 40,000 in the account we took 30,000 rands and sold that to a ministry as a seed. You, 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 in fact, uh, accounting, is it accounting, whatever they call it, it doesn't make sense. That 
you're planning to buy a property, four million is being requested. And you have managed to get 40,000, which is about 1%. And you're taking from me to go and, you can't be normal. But we understood how the Lord has helped us. That it's always the process. We released it. Before we knew it, we got a couple of money that came in that resulted to 370,000. We phoned the people. They said, no, you can bring it. Just release it. It shows that you are serious. I was, that's the first time I was shocked. Four million, you said you released 370,000. They said, they yeah, release it. And we gave. We were about to move in. They requested for us to bring it to a certain amount and also we needed to refurbish the place. We took another 30,000 and sold it out. As we were speaking, resources began to come in. During the pandemic, we kept sowing. We sold to three different men of God. And God, we know the process. Now, if we didn't know the process, what would have happened? Listen, friends. Spiritual things are real. The spirit world controls the physical world. I don't care your knowledge. I don't care your certificates. Your academic certificates. When it comes to spiritual matter, they are irrelevant. Your, your degrees, pile them together. When it comes to spiritual matters, university is useless. And it takes a spiritual person to understand spiritual things. That is why Paul said, spiritual things are foolishness. To those who are still trying to use their human mind to calculate it. The principle is when you are in a famine, what is in your hands is a seed. (laughs) That is the principle... That is the spiritual law. I'm not teaching you to sow a seed today. No, 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 no. Don't, don't do that. Is the principle is when you are in a famine, what you have in your hand is a seed. You don't eat your seed in a famine. You sow out your seed. And Isaac sowed in the land. He didn't eat the seed. That's free of charge anyway. So child of God in this season, restoration becomes, we must become intentional with restoration. As the Lord is leading you to restoration, be very intentional. So that you can gain knowledge you need for you to repeat it again and again when the time comes. You have been called by your heavenly father to replenish the earth. Which is God is saying, I've anointed you to do it again and again. And I pray for you as we all rise on our feet this morning. I pray for you that by the anointing of the Holy Spirit, by the wisdom of the Holy Spirit, I declare, receive the grace to replenish in the name of Jesus. Thank you so much for listening. We believe you were blessed by the word. For more, please visit our website, www.alivewithjoseph.com, as well as subscribe to our YouTube channel, Alive with Joseph Ngogocha. Till next time, God bless.